motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. A to the motherfucking K, homeboy. A to the motherfucking K. So we're moving to the last segment of the night, Carl, if I may. If I may. And we'll talk about this week in wrestling. So, and this is the last time I'm going to do this little precursor, Carl. You ready? At the time of recording, we are currently on Monday night. So, by the time this is uploaded, the Raw we're talking about was last week's Raw, not the one that you just watched, right? We are now a Monday night podcast because we keep moving it for pay-per-views anyway. So, we're going to start recording it on Monday. So, I'm going to stop telling you this. When I talk about this week in wrestling, I talk about the week that's just been, and that will always be the case. So, Carl, would you like to go through the Raw results? Let's do it. So, on this week on Raw, which is now last week, you get you get the point. You get it. You got yeah, it. you with us. So, um, on Raw, we got to see uh, Seth address what happened to Rey Mysterio at Extreme Rules. So, um, I took out his eye. <laughs> yes, he did. Uh, MVP confronts our truth. We see a interesting little three on three tag match. Um, MVP Lashley and Shelton Benjamin. I'm guessing on, that happened spontaneously. Spontaneously. Um, took on Cedric Alexander, Ricochet, and a returning Mustafa Ali. Yes. He's back. Um, I'm better than ever. Which, <laughs> of which uh, Cedric, Ricochet, and Ali picked up the win. Um, Peyton Royce took on Ruby Riot for some fucking reason, uh, with Ruby Riot picking up the win for some fucking reason. Um, the Street Profits beat Gaza and Andrade for some fucking reason. Um <laughs> Stephanie McMahon made an appearance via satellite to address the status of the WWE women's title for some There's nothing we like more than the <laughs> screwy finish. And of course. And obviously Stephanie still exists, apparently. So yeah, but that, only have her own webcam. I don't know if you've noticed that. I know, yeah. Save like, money in the bank. <laughs> Just, wait, no, Same no, fucking wallpaper every time. Exactly. You know, it's funny, like, everyone else who, who's, like, fucking on by a camera, it looks like a professional setup. And theirs is just, like, fucking old school, like... <laughs> Blue screen. Yeah, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Always tries to blag it. I'm totally stood in the same room as you right now. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I, I am harping on not about the raw one, about the money in the bank one because that was so blatantly not in the same fucking room. Oh God, that was awful, wasn't it? It was so badly done. Um, but yeah, Probably. so Steph turns up. Sound. Um, Bailey took on Carrie Sane with Carrie Sane picking up the win, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, Drew McIntyre um, cuts a promo. Um, he wants to wear the opponent for SummerSlam. Will he get it? Find out soon. Um, <laughs> and the main event of the evening was uh, Randy Orton taking on Big Show in that unsanctioned match with the Viper picking up the win. Good. Yeah, you fucking hope so, right? Um, so that was, the, that was the rundown of the card. In terms of the highlights, do you know what? It wasn't a bad Raw this week, um, personally speaking, um, which, <laughs> as we, you know, we mentioned before, the uh, fan of 50-50 booking of Raw and SmackDown being good and bad. Uh-oh. I didn't like SmackDown this week, but we'll come on to that. Um, but for Raw, I thought it was okay. <laughs> so the show opens with Seth um, obviously addressing what had happened to Rey Mysterio. Aye, aye, aye. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> ended up moving to a new, new feud with um, Alistair Black. So, obviously, I mentioned in the news before, um, obviously, Vince isn't necessarily big on Alistair Black at the moment, but interesting that they are trying to maybe go down the Seth versus Black Well, feud. and I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to point out the fact that on next week's Raw, yeah. tonight's Raw, at the time of recording, 
Dominic is coming to Raw to address what Seth did. So I don't know. I feel a little bit like they might be backpedaling and we're not going to leave the Ray stuff alone. Well, maybe, just maybe, they were going to go down that route and then they uh, decided, well, do you know what? Alistair Black's actually pretty shit. And so uh, they didn't end up... Uh, <laughs> Vince with... walked in and he went, what have you got? And he just scribbled out his name. <laughs> no. Pretty much. It's like, Dominic. Yeah, we'll just use Dominic. Um, so, yeah, so... I don't know. I feel like if, if they do do something like that with Alistair Black, even though I'm not big on the guy, it's something different, at least for Seth. And I know Alistair Black's been in that kind of scene with everything going on with Ray and stuff like that, but I feel like it might be interesting to see them two go uh, side by side. Um, but yeah. yeah, so Seth actually won uh, a game with them, in fact, like something happening and then them cutting to fucking commercial break and coming back and there's a match on. That happened again. Um, it's pre-taped, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> exactly right, and it was uh, Seth and uh, and Alistair Black, um, in which Seth won clean, um, which was quite a surprise, and then they beat yeah. down Alistair Black afterwards with no fucker coming to save him. So don't know where Umberto was, don't know. Yeah, everyone hates him now. Fucking. But Ray was trying to come and save him, but he kept getting like confused. And, <laughs> Just running into doors. His death stuff. perception's fucked. So. <laughs> <laughs> And just, uh, um, for anyone who honestly believes what happened, I just need to be clear. He didn't really lose an eye. I'm not really heartless or callous. K Fabe lost his eye. <laughs> K Fabe Mysterio. Um, <laughs> so yeah, so I, you know I, th- that was that was enough to get get a highlight for me. I think. Um, also, um, MVP. So he wanted MVP using your highlights. Yeah, he wow. wanted the 24/7 champion to join him in the ring. Obviously, our truth's like, well, why would I do that? But then, bamboozled, <laughs> Shelton Benjamin pins our truth to become your new 24-7 champion. And in somewhat of a fucking mad stat, apparently it's the first match he's won on Raw in something like 14 years. Wow, that is a long time coming. That's a long ass time. I mean, I've heard he was going for it all, just trying to be the best. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that too. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so... Um, I know shocking, but uh, an MVP segment was in my highlights this week, um, mainly for just the fact that Shelton got the win and he so was aligned himself. With I, I want to make this clear then: it, Shelton's in your highlights this week. Yeah, Not MVP. basically, fuck <laughs> MVP. Um, but yeah, um, another one. So Mustafa Ali returned. So um, all in all, bit of a shit way to do it after all these hacker vignettes, which we're pretty certain was to bring back Ali. But it seems like could like, still be he, Ali though. They might be throwing you a red herring but, here. They might be, but is is it still going? Like, I know that they were like, oh, we'll, we'll post something on Twitter, but it's not been on TV forever. And I, don't, I think other than that thing we posted on Twitter once, it's not really been anywhere else either. So. Well, I need, they need to continue because the sum of the hackers' mission was to out um, Sonya Deville. Like, well, yeah. That was the entire mission. It's like, mission accomplished. That's they need true. to do more with it. To be fair, like, even like Sonya and like Mandy and Otis and stuff, they've just been missing from SmackDown for weeks as well. So oh, yeah, yeah. where are they all? What's the hacker done? Has he killed them? <laughs> <laughs> now that, that would be a storyline twist right there. That would. That would. You just, um, all you find was a bloodied money in the bank case. <laughs> Amazing. Like, it's, it's just been like, completely hacked. They really Imagine. were extreme rules. <laughs> uh, imagine if they did that. That would be great. Um, but yeah, so, you know, Ali's back. Awesome. It's a bit of a shame what's happening with the hacker, but... If it comes back, I'll be I'll be happy to see it back. Um, and also just great to see these kind of three immensely talented guys in Cedric and Ricochet and Ali getting... Yeah, that's the thing. They do not get enough TV time. Exactly. Um, 
Ali especially because he's been missing for months. But genuinely, all three of them, yeah, more more of them on the show, please, definitely. I'm interested to see what they do with Ali as well because I think I believe he tweeted after the fact, um, kind of trying to come after Drew. Um, so I don't know, is he is he trying mm. to tease him heel or something? Because that's not going to work. So don't... no, don't 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 ruin it, guys. Don't do that. Yeah, just don't do that. Um, another highlight of the week. So Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre was a highlight this week. Um, surprisingly, maybe. Um, I, I don't but, think it's surprising at this point. You know, they've actually worked really well together. In all fairness. Yeah. Well, I thought um, I didn't know where it was going to go after after the whole Extreme Rules match. But Ziggler comes down again, says he wants another chance, and basically Drew tells him to fuck off, and then headbutts him. Um, <laughs> you know, typical Drew. Classic yeah. Drew. Yeah. But then obviously the old Glasgow like, kiss. Well, that's it, you know, because they don't like saying that and Claymore party and every other fucking one line that they can, every opportunity they get. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Dolph, persistent as he is, it's like, no, Drew, I want to fight you. you. You know, you can pick when and where. You can pick the stipulation this time. And Drew McIntyre changes his fucking mind a lot. How easily convinced is this guy? <laughs> like, they're not doing like, him any favours. I don't know why Ziggler even tried. All he had to do was go, oh, go on. Exactly. Go like, on. Literally, the amount Please. of times he's been like, no, no. Okay then, <laughs> like the guy cannot fucking stick. So he knows what a yes. Exactly, yes. exactly. Um, so a bit silly, I suppose, in that regard. But um, obviously, we get to see this continue now, where Drew gets to pick the stipulation. And I mean, I'm I'm hoping it's not like he he undoes himself and like fucking ends up picking a stipulation which benefits Dolph or something. Otherwise, it's will make him look really stupid. Um, well, but I've enjoyed I've enjoyed their back and forth on. Um, Twitter. I want to say Instagram, maybe Twitter, but uh, they've been speculating what it could be, and they've been suggesting like eye for an eye or hair versus, hair versus hair hair matching yeah. stuff, and it's all the, the amusing little ideas that uh, tickle me. I think uh, somebody suggested Korea versus Korea, which um, I'm just going to say one person's got a lot more to lose than the other. Well, yeah, just a bit. Um, but yeah, so uh, like we apparently find out that that match will take place um, tonight, tonight, aka the following week um, on Raw. So it'll be interesting to see what stipulation gets chosen for that. Um, and then the main event, so Orton and Big Show. Um, your, so highlights. Earlier, your highlights, Carl. Yeah, I enjoyed it, you know, the match. Um, you know, earlier in the night we heard from Christian, um, and he was like, oh, I'm, I'm super sure that um, Big Show is going to win. Um, and then Orton and Big Show themselves had somewhat underwhelming promos, I, th- I thought, to kind of hi- hype the match up. Didn't get me hyped for it, but the match itself I thought was okay. Um, Orton won as expected, um, and then Punk kicks him uh, after the fact. Um, but I'm not really sure where it goes from here, to be perfectly honest. So, you know, obviously Edge is still fucked. Christian can't wrestle, and now he's with a big show. Maybe it'll be Ron fucking Simmons, who appeared several times on the show. Yeah, randomly. For no reason. Um, still, but... still really fingers crossed, you know, we get Tommaso or someone. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, remains to be seen. But yeah, I've no idea where it goes, to be, to be honest now. Um, they kind of seem like they've run out of legends to bring back. And <laughs> It sounds like Jeff's moving over to SmackDown. No, <laughs> from SmackDown, over to Raw. yeah. So, who knows? I'm trying to be a smart ass and fucked it up. I'm just going to move on. <laughs> yeah, anyway, anyway. Over to the O-shites. Um, so, yeah, I mentioned the, the Orton promo um, was pretty shit, to be honest. I, f- I feel like he's been doing quite well um, the last few weeks. Um, not as good as he was with Edge, because obviously Edge is fantastic. But he's been holding his own. But, mm. yeah, this one just didn't land. Um, fucking Peyton Royce, Bianca Belair, Ruby Riot. What's going on with this? Where was Billy Kay this week? Why wasn't she there at all? Didn't speak about that. Yeah, it's become so random. Yeah, like you know, a, a Bianca Belair and Pete and fucking Ruby Riot a tag team now. Like, where's Liv? Like, they keep bringing her up, and then Ruby gets all upset about it. Like, like what? 
genuinely though, if you look at it at the minute, barring the, the good work that they're doing with Sasha and Bailey, the women's division is just fucking chaotic at the minute. Oh yeah, on uh, on both shows as well. Exactly. Uh, I'm not. Bit, like, I don't think it's unfair to say that on both shows they have no fucking plans at all. The only thing they've got on the books is Sasha and Bailey, and then random shit around it. That's all they've got. Yeah. Like I, I have no idea, and I don't care. Like, why, why, why should we care about fucking Ruby Riot and Bianca Belair? Why do we? Why should we care about Belair? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Um, <laughs> but no, like jokes <laughs> aside, I just I don't get where they're going with this at all, and it just seems a bit silly. I think. Um, Street Profits beat down Andrade and, Gar- and Gaza. To me, this felt they felt more like the heels. That's because, because the. I think their characters approach everything with a touch of arrogance that it makes you feel like the heels. I yeah, don't know if it's intentional. That's like the problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but like genuinely everything's done with like look even like the, the program with the Viking Raiders, who again I don't know who was meant to be the heel and that sort of thing, but they were the ones who were being cocky and arrogant, so you just naturally go to them as the heels as uh, playing that part. I think I don't know if it's intentional, but it's certainly the the way they put their characters across instantly makes you go, Yeah, they're the bad guys. Yeah, and I, I, you know, for, for the Viking Raiders, that one is a little bit more okay. Yeah, we don't really know. I guess they're both good guys. Yeah, we can believe that. With this one, Andrade and Gaza are a pair of fucking bastards, and you're meant to hate them. But yeah. it was the Street Profits who came across looking proper heelish. And, and yeah, thought, when you've spent weeks building up Andrade and Gaza as, as proper heels, slime bags <laughs> doing yeah. shady things, it's yeah. weird that that they didn't come across as the bigger heels in this match. Oh yeah, and they just ended up getting battered as well. So it's just like, well, that's pointless then, isn't it? Where are they going from here? Um, so I mentioned earlier, um, Stephanie McMahon. Um, okay, is she GM again? Is she is, is the authority running the show again? Why is she making matches? Did, see, there's the thing I'm not sure on here. Did they ever actually officially stop this? You had like the commissioner or whatever, and then you had mm. your manager, and then it used to be Stephanie, and then she hired Kurt, and then they just kind of stopped. But has mm. she ever officially not been? I don't think so, but obviously she's just not been seen in forever. Yeah. And she just rocks up, fires that light. Just there watching like, it, like, hang on, don't I run this? Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. It felt like really, at, like, way out of left field. I feel like we've been saying for a while that they've not had any kind of authority figures, so matches just get made on the fly. Anyone can make yeah. their own matches. But oh, this didn't feel better because it was like, well, why the fuck Stephanie making a match now? Like, it just, I yeah, don't know. It like, kind of bamboozled me a bit. Yeah, we're even at a point now. I'm like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Well, yeah, she just she just goes, okay, well, next week there's going to be a match and, you know, Sasha, you're going to be able to lose via DQ and count out and if Bailey gets involved, etc. It's like, okay, Steph, okay, see you cool. in another yeah. six months. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, bizarre. And then um, the the mate, like the Bailey-Carry match was fine, I think. Um, about halfway through, the cut to Shayna Baszler being interviewed. And she's awful. I fucking hate when they do that. As always. It's like saying something like, uh, I'm, like a, I'm like a shark in, in water. And, and I'm I'm gonna watch the match. Where <laughs> sharks live, Shana. Yeah, it's like okay, that was a whole lot of nothing. Um, and then fucking Kyrie wins. Like, isn't isn't this Kyrie's last match? Isn't she going back yeah, to Japan? I I assume they're doing it as a a farewell. Like, yeah, you take that win home with you, but yeah, it didn't really do much for Bailey. I don't. Yeah, that's what I don't understand as well. So she literally got a win, and then how are they going to explain her just being dis- like disappearing now? Like, it would have made more sense to have you know. Be, have her be written off and, and have her lose the match surely, unless, but... unless she is going to appear on another show because they pre-taped a rematch of some sort you know, knows? maybe possibly so the only thing I can um, think as to why they give her the win now unless they are just going to leave it at that like well you lost to her but she's in another country now so you let it go <laughs> you had your chance and you blew it um, <laughs> so yeah 
So yeah, so that that was raw. And to like to be honest, it wasn't amazing or anything, but it definitely was not bad by you know the last few weeks <laughs> account. So I've I've got I've gone in with a three for this one. I don't know whether I was just super happy watching this show um, and I'm I'm over scoring it, but I th- I'm going with a three. I'm gonna go two and a half because I, I largely agree with what you're saying, but I wasn't as big on the Orton Big Show match. Okay, it wasn't bad, but I, I, I don't know Big Show's kind of had his day now that other than the fact that christian can't wrestle and edge really can't wrestle i, I think that they sort of brought him in as an emergency thing i don't know do you know what i mean but for me i don't know it just didn't land as well so um yeah i'll go two and a half because i think the rest of everything else you were saying is like yeah i totally agree with it cool, cool. right so carl would you like to talk about nxt let's do it let's talk awesome about it. so as far as the card goes carl we saw uh, not so much a match, but I'm going to mention it because it's relevant. Um, Keith Lee came out and relinquished the North American title uh, with some BS about wanting to give other people opportunities. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Um, I've got more to do about that, but I'll wait till the other <laughs> right? And then um, William Regal announced a tournament for said title. So, okay. I'm going to give it a negative. Um, can't really give it a rating in any sort of way. Uh, until the end, but I'm gonna give this a whole negative because I don't I, I don't mind the idea of a tournament, but I don't like what they've done with it. But we'll talk about that in a sec. So then we move on to um, Dexter Loomis going up against Killian Dane. Um, you know what? You need matches like this on NXT. Like if if you needed to cut a match from NXT, it probably would have been this because it didn't really do a lot. But at the same time, you know, it keeps them both relevant. It lets you see what they're capable of in the ring. I've moaned in the past about Loomis not wrestling enough so i'm totally for this match and it's nice to see killian dane to be honest as well um it wasn't a bad match probably didn't do a lot for killian but at this point in time they're concentrating on building loomis as a as a threat as it were so uh, all in all not a bad match um loomis took the win by the way we saw breezango taking on Everrise. apparently Everrise is still a thing carl okay They're just the fucking old books then Cool. Brizango took the win on that one, and again, good match worth having. Um, we saw Shatty Black, Shatty, <laughs> Shit, Shit, Blackheart, <laughs> Shatty Blackheart, um, taking the win against Aaliyah, um, with some shenanigans, but we'll get on to that. We saw Gargano versus Roderick Strong versus Bronson Reed as the first match going ahead in this. Or they, they they qualify to go ahead into a ladder match or some bollocks. It, it's towards the NA title anyway. Um, with Bronson Reed taking the win, so I was pleased with that purely for the winner. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Only Larkin versus Tim Thatcher. Um, I'm gonna give this a negative just because I've seen it too much now. I'm like, you've already beaten, and this was just a repeat of you beating him. So uh, Tim Thatcher took the win, and it was okay. Then we saw Dominic Kovic versus Karrion Cross for the main event, Carl with Karrion Cross taking the win, and again, another good match, and the right thing being built up, heading to the title scene. Mm-hmm. So as far as the highlights go, Carl, Robert Stone, surprisingly, is in my highlights this week. So I mentioned um, Shotty Blackheart Black, <laughs> uh, versus Aaliyah. Now, yeah. this had an interesting turn of events in which um, Shotzi took the win, but was then trying to run over Robert Strong with her little tiny tank for some reason, again, um, and we saw Mercedes Martinez come in and take out Shotzi and then sign sort of with the Robert, I said Robert Strong, whoops, with the Robert Stone brand. <laughs> I only just realized what I meant to say the brand. Um, so she's sort of signed with him and by sort of, um, she wants him to sort of deal with the big money matches and overlook the paperwork 
but not much else. So it's like she's half with them, I guess. Uh, but it's nice to see some progression because right now he just kind of gets humiliated by the women's division regularly. Um, I don't understand what what he was meant to be building, but now he's actually starting to build a little bit of a stable with having Leah and Mercedes Martinez. So I'm I'm interested. It, it's hooked me, and I want to know where that goes. Um, the other highlight for me is the continuing build of Carrion. Um, now again. We, we he made it quite clear last week that he's heading towards the title picture, or that's that's his aim. He wants to go after Keith Lee. He wants the title. Um, Dominic Tikovic was someone Keith Lee named as someone who deserved a shot at him last week. So it made sense that he went up against Tikovic this week, and he legitimately took the win. So again, all really good stuff. And I, I to be honest, I'm I'm quite big on carrying at the minute and the way they're building his character. So uh, another highlight for me. Um, and then. I've got to be fair to the decision. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to try and mention this highlight without mentioning the, the massive negative, right? So the concept of a tournament bracket for the North American title, I'm fine with, and that will get a highlight from me. But that was going to segue, segue me into the oh shites, if you will. Because this bullshit, right, of Keith Lee just relinquishing the North American title, what, like a couple of weeks after holding both, just pissed me off. They could have easily work this right for starters where where was the rule in where did they say that he has to defend both every time like why why can't he be defended separately why is it always both titles on the line in your match i don't get that right it's not as if like they're unified now you fucked that he holds both so he could defend both which leads me to my next point why didn't we have this is purely from my point of view like this is one way they could have gone that would have been less stupid than i'm just going ah, i don't want this one now right why didn't they have william regal come out to make his announcement and um, essentially do a little bit of a heel turn. And his announcement was to, that um, Keith Lee will be defending both titles tonight or both titles whenever, really. And he puts him in a triple threat against, um, let's say, Gargano and Strong again, or whoever was in the triple, you know, um, puts him in a triple threat for the North American title. And then later that night, puts him in the title shot uh, against... You could have even gone, well, let's have a rematch with Adam Cole. And then it, Regal's clearly on team um, Undisputed Era then you could have potentially had um, Strong taking the North American title. And then the expectation is that, well, you know, Keith's already been worn down. He's already lost one title. Cole's easily going to take the win on this. And then Keith nearly getting the upset in the main event and retaining that title. Or Carrion coming out to help him because, you know, he wants to fight Keith. He doesn't want to fight Cole. Or there's so many things you could have done where they legitimately could have took the belt off him without him just turning up and going, ah, you know, I've got a new shinier one, so you can have this one back. It's really pissed me off the way they booked this. Do you know what? I, I'm fuming with the way that um, Keith Lee's been booked as as champion the, the whole way through. He's he's awful. They're booking him so fucking bad. It's I was, I, you know what? I was fine. I did not have an issue with the whole, like, oh, you know, he's he's limitless. And it made sense that he, he took the win against them both, as as we mentioned when he won the, um, the match. Uh, and the fact that he, he he sort of done that, it's been a bit overdone. But when he's like, I'm going to give people who deserve a shot, a shot kind of oh, thing, well, kind of yeah. slightly. Um, and now it's just this bullshit of like, I'm going to relinquish the title. Why? Why? Why are you exactly. relinquishing the title? Exactly. Why not defend like, it? Exactly. It's it's absolutely fucking mental, right? So, like fair dues, like strip him of the belt or something. Like it happens in UFC. Like if if a if a fighter goes up and wins uh, the the fucking weight class above or the weight class below, and he's double champ. 
then they'll strip him of one because he won't be able to defend it in two divisions. Fine, do that. Strip him of the belt. Don't just have him come out going, I want to give other people a chance, aren't I? Go, Fuck off, Keith. Like, you're just coming across as a fucking idiot there. And then also with the, the fucking um, Djokovic match, like, how overbooked was that? Him coming to ringside and being like, no, do you want me to throw in the towel for you? Like, he's, he's being forced down our throats as this little fucking, like, he's too babyface. It's making me go the other way. Oh, baby face. Yeah, like fucking like the thing that was cool about him is that he was badass and he was a he was a face, but he was like a badass. Now he's just like this fucking I don't know, like oh everybody. But you see, this is like the, the, this uh, is the trouble. Like you've you've made you've hit the nail on the head. They've made him into a sap because what's going to happen now if he loses or at any point if he loses to Karrion Cross, let's say, and he has no titles, I'm not going to feel bad for him like I should do for a face. I'm going to go. You know what? You fucking deserve that because he just gave one away for no damn reason. And like you say, he's yeah. just this typical. He he can be so easily manipulated by a heel at this point that it seems almost like a foregone that that's what's going to happen. Yeah, Carrion might as well go. I think I deserve your belt. You should just give me it. It'll <laughs> probably fucking work. <laughs> yeah, I just I don't know. I, like it's it's just awful. It's awful yeah, writing that. Really, there's, there's no, like, really poor. Why would you ever relinquish me, a title? Exactly for me, because this is the bit that it's still. And I know I mentioned it, but it still it still bugs me because like no one said that they have to be defended together. And that's all he's done so far. He put both titles on the line in that match last week. But you don't have to do that every time. You no. can defend one and you can defend the other separately. It doesn't matter. And that would have made sense. You could have gone, right, well, he's screwed. He's going to have a busy pay-per-view ahead of him. Well, exactly. You know, it would have been logical for him to lose the North American title because how are you possibly meant to defend both without getting totally blown out and exhausted? Like, I know he's like, limitless, I'm, but... I'm, like, imagine him, like, going into a pay-per-view and fighting, like, two or three fucking matches in this one pay-per-view, and a catching up with him and carrying crosses there with his little fucking timer, saying it's only a matter of time before it catches up with you, and then I'm going to strike. Then, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, he wins it that way, you know what I mean? And Keith Lee's been, like, a fighting champion trying to defend it so much that he's, you know, fucked himself over. See, boom, straight away. That's a better booking. Can't, can't beat it. Like, this whole just BS. Like, again, I don't mind the idea of having a tournament for this now vacated title. I just mm-hmm. think it's fucking stupid the way they've done it. Yeah, same. Like I'm, I'm all for a tournament. I, I love them. It, like it makes sense. But and surprisingly, it's when... one thing WWE tends to do really well is tournaments. Oh, exactly. But it's more like you know, if he's going to vacate the belt, don't have him freely come out and do it for a bullshit reason of like you know, like it just makes it, it, it discredits it, and it also makes him seem like too fucking cookie cutter of like, oh no, I want to give other people a chance. I'm this mm-hmm. champion now. Like fuck off. Like Regal should have come out and said, look, great, great results. You, 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 you got both, but you know. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to relinquish one. Which one do you want to give up? And make him choose or something. You know what I mean? And even that would have been better. Not just him coming out going, yeah, I want to give everyone else a shot. <laughs> oh, fuck off, you. And you get a belt. And you get a belt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we need to we need to make that mean. Needs to happen. Um, and to be fair, that that's been the main like oh shit of the night. The other one I want to mention is not a big thing, but I don't think Ever Eyes works as a tag team. I'm just gonna say. It. I don't think they're a good tag team. The name's fucking stupid. It was um, not a great match. Brizango had to carry them. I just think they need to sort of be done as a tag team now and jump back to 205. Do you not look at these guys and just think WWE are trying to take a stab at the Young Bucks? They're fucking dressed the same as the Young Bucks, but they're shit. It's almost as if they're saying, like, oh, fucking Young Bucks, indie darlings. Let's just make our own version of them and have them be awful. Yeah, it doesn't work, does it? (laughs) No. More like never rise. Oh, man, Um, like... Yeah, fucking. It just seems like a direct shot at the young bucks every time I see them. Yeah, but it, it just doesn't work. Like they're not. They, they. I don't know if they think they're hitting the right beats, but it just like that match. 
you had to rely on the, the charisma and the humour of Breezango. Like, they brought nothing to it. That could have been any tag team that Breezango went up against. And that's not a good thing to say. So, as much as we love tag teams that are established and have a name and, uh, you know, look like a tag team, no, it's not working. Let it go. Yeah. Although, I have to say a big shout out um, for them using the Mounties theme song. Love that. Yeah. We'll see again. <laughs> you got to love Breezango when they're approaching the minute. Yeah. Boss. Um, so, for me, NXT this week, Carl, despite the, the big gripe I had, was still a very good week. So, I'm going to give it a three. Interesting. Something I'm going to do this now because you just did the same to me, but it's a 2.5 for me. <laughs> um, I thought the, the Dexter Loomis match was good. I thought the Breezango match was good. Fuck shot, fucking shitty black arts. My God, create a wrestler, come to life. Boring. Get around, get around my screen. Fucking stupid little tank. Um, fair dues. He's got, um, what's his face? Strong. What, what's it called? No. What's it called? Oh, I keep saying strong. Stone. I know. Stone. Yeah. Robert Stone, fair dues. He's got a bit of payoff now. He's recruited someone else. Okay, cool. But I still don't really care about it. Um, I didn't really care about the Gargano, Roderick Strong and uh, Bronson Reed match. But fair dues. The, I wasn't expecting yeah, I mean, Reed to probably, win it. Probably should have got more of a shout from me. Like the, I was really worried about that match because it kind of bugged me. And it didn't merit being an O-shout because it was only a minor thing. But it kind of bugged me that Gargano was in the scene again. And I'm like, you had your chance. Like, I don't want to yeah. see you going for the North American title again. So... I was kind of glad that Bronson Reed took the win on that one. I really well, that's was. it. I think I, I think I think that I didn't really like the match of Monus, but I think it was a positive that it's not just the same faces that we're going to see. Um, the only look and Tim Thatcher. I don't, I don't care about Tim Thatcher. If I'm honest, they're, they're trying to get him over. Is this? I think the trouble is like they've they've done this thing now where it's like he had a really good match against Riddle in the half cage mm-hmm. match, which I'm still going to call it that. Um, and then he's done nothing but fight only Lawkin. It's like. We get it. You can beat only like. Does this need any more? You've already beaten. Yeah. Stop it. I know. And then the main, the main event I thought was just the ending was just overbooked again. Just like the whole Keith Lee at ringside and Jacoby's going, "No, I'm I'm gonna do this to myself." And it's like, "No, no, please." And then he gets choked out and it's like, "Fuck off." And Keith <laughs> dropped to his knees and went, "Jacoby," <laughs> and then it started raining. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And then um, and then gave away his other belt. <laughs> as, as we cut off, cut just off. take it. Don't kill him. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hell of a match. So, <laughs> <laughs> sorry. And your rating? Um, you're gonna go two and a half. Just, just, two and just a half. to, just to fight me. Just Fine. to fight you. Now let's move on. Let's move on to the the best Wednesday show of the week. The million proven show in the demos by Le Demo God. Um, so this week, the card for Dynamite, we saw the TNT title defended. Um, Cody took on Eddie Kingston, who just, was quite um, an interesting one. Just Kofi's cousin. Kofi's cousin, yeah. <laughs> his, um, his fucking New Jersey, New York white cousin. Um, <laughs> that's, that's the one. Um, we got to see MJF in action. Um, we get an injury update from Dr. Britt Baker. Um, we get an update from Taz and Cage on uh, the reaction to Taz throwing the towel in. Costing FTW. Him. Yep. Um, we get um, the Young Bucks defeating Butcher and Blade in a Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, we then get Diamante versus Ivelisse. I didn't have one for that. <laughs> with Diamante picking up the win. Um, Hangman Page defeated five, um, formerly Alan Angels, who's one of the recruits for Dark Order. So, like, is he five because the other guy's ten? Yeah, I think he just refers to every recruit by uh, by number. Oh, right, so he's not, like, you're literally half of ten. 
No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, and then the main event of the evening saw Chris Jericho and Jake Hager defeat the Jurassic Express. So highlights, um, Eddie Kingston. So somewhat of an indie darling. I hadn't really seen that much of him, to be honest, um, prior to this, but I've heard good things. Um, he comes out, cuts a pretty epic promo, to be fair. Um, I've heard he's a really good promo, and he delivered, I thought. Um, so it looked like, you know, he's not signed to any deal or anything, but this was kind of a, an invitation for him to, to kind of put up or shut up, really, to prove he could... By the sounds of it, he put up. He did. Um, it was a really, really good match, to be fair. Fucking brutal as well. Like, he's obviously known for his hardcore stuff and his backyard stuff. Um, and, you know, the thumbtacks came out. Cody, what a fucking... Yeah, oof. Yeah, fair play to Cody. He, like, Jesus Christ, you can say what you want about him, but he does not put himself through it every yeah, week. Yeah, fair like, play to him. Fair play. Honestly, busting himself out. You see the big scar he's got on his fucking head, like, busting himself over and th- the thumbtacks, fucking moonsaults off top of cages. He's a crazy bastard, man. Mm. Um, so you can say what you want, but God, he's a legend. Yeah, um, fair play to only, him. Only thing is, um, the, way the, the way the match ended um, was Cody actually got a submission. Um, and I disliked that quite a bit, actually, because I felt like it diminished the menace um, of Kingston. Uh, mm. So... You know, I wasn't really a big fan of that. It's sort of um, the trouble with submissions at times because it, it it is exactly what it says in the name. He's had to submit to to thing, and the minute he gives the tap, it kind of negates the the badass element, doesn't it? Well, exactly. He's meant to be this badass hardcore guy or whatever. Just have him like get knocked out, sound, and then yeah. just pin him that way. We've but... seen it. Look at um, look at the likes of Austin and that in the past when they've just exactly. passed out instead. Like, yeah, that's how you come out looking like a badass and still losing. Yeah, 100%. Like, for me, this was so the wrong finish um, based on kind of trying to introduce him to the audience. It just made him be like, oh, so he tapped out from a fucking figure four or whatever the fuck it was. Like, you know, that's pretty shit. Um, so, yeah. Uh, other than that, though, great opening, um, I thought, to Dynamite, as it is every week. Um, Moxley cut a promo, and I was a big fan of it. Shock horror. Um, this was the Moxley that I really want to see on Dynamite every week. Um, the kind of promo that I want to see from him. He came out. Um, basically said that you know Taz is manager of the year for what he did because he would have tore Cage's arm off. Um, no, you know just just letting him know next time he's not going to let go. Like he was awesome. It was a really good promo uh, yeah. from Mox. Um, yeah, plays him. It shows he's you know he is for the most delivered. I know we have our reservations, but um, you know he's he's working with the product. I think to be fair. Yeah, definitely. I just think he's 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 had a bit of an identity crisis. I think in AEW where he's meant to be. Like he's still kind of a bit of the lunatic fringe that comes across a bit stupid, and you know he just needs to be. This is slightly the problem, not really a problem, but this is kind of the problem in a sense with AEW, where like they're given the creative freedom, but then it's almost like a panic of like, like I've been moaning that I want creative freedom, but what do I want? Um, Mm. I think we see that so evident in Sean Spears more than anyone that it's like they're they're letting him try stuff, yeah, like he's trying not being on TV at all at the minute. That seems to be where. but yeah, I, th- I think you're totally right. I think it's been like a bit of an identity crisis for Mox, but hopefully he's getting to a point now where he kind of knows what he wants to do. Definitely much better from him, I thought. Yeah. Um, fucking MJF. I fucking love that guy. What a guy, right? So he comes out and has a match with some enhancement talent that I've never heard of. Um, but he, before the match, he cuts a promo on how he's basically undefeated. And this this guy's like, well, you know, I'm pretty sure that you lost a tag match of Fighter Fest. And so MJF just goes fucking ballistic and batters him. Um, and what I loved was like midway through the match, he just he goes out and gets the mic again and just basically makes him um, makes him tell everyone that he's undefeated. Like fucking, you know what I mean? How he good is, is that? He's an absolute legend of a heel. How like, good um, is that? 
Well, I showed you that that video earlier this week as well. Um, that backstage bit where someone asked for a shout out, and he just said, "Go fuck yourself" to the camera. It's like <laughs> exactly. he's just such a brilliant heel. He's such an asshole, but in such a fantastic way. Yeah, like like you don't see, you just don't see this today. That you don't, you haven't even seen it in in like yesteryear. Like someone who's such a fucking prick that he'll do that and he'll beat you up and he'll go out and get a microphone and just like it's not an I quit match, but he's just there saying, "Just tell everyone I'm undefeated." Then beating him up until he says it, and then he fucking, you know what I mean? Like, what is what a bastard! Like, he's so good. See, I think that's the problem. It's like this is like this is committing to being a heel. Like that, that's like some proper full-on heel work that you like you don't see it. Like even in AEW, you don't see anyone else going full heel like that. That's just no. like that. Uh, there's a really good way of doing it. To be honest, that the whole Mike yeah. thing, I think, was an absolute brilliant work. Really do. Well, that's it. He's it's one of his best talents. You know what I mean? Is is being able to do that and get that reaction. So, I I, I think he's probably the best heel heel in the business right now. Totally um, agree. I'm loving it. He's 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 must see TV, which is more than you can say about anyone else really. So awesome. Loved it again. Yeah. Couldn't agree um, more. Brick Baker. Um. So she's still doing this conspiracy theory gimmick. Um. I I quite like it. I know a couple of people are saying it's a bit kind of played out now and it's a bit like it's going on a bit too much, but. I'm a, I'm a fan. I think um, I think she's funny. I think she's much better as a heel than she ever was as a face. Um, the whole kind of you know the the nose break and bringing all that back and how everyone's against her and I like the can't, can't remember her name now. It escapes me. The the one she's got is a little lackey. Um, oh yeah, sorry, I don't know her name either. Yeah, um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I'm I, I'm I'm quite enjoying it to be honest. I'm, I'm glad that they're still keeping her on TV despite it being. I in. think I think we've got to give her credit as well. <clears throat> like she could have just gone away you know, mm-hmm. recovered from the injury and then tried to build herself back up. I think much credit to her that she's still doing a lot of good heel work and good heel work as well while she's out on injury. Like That's it. She's still, she's doing everything she can to get a character over like during this time. Because let's face it, if this was WWE, we wouldn't see her for like four or five months. Oh, and then we'd be expected to remember exactly, exactly. They might do a video promo, but we'd be expected to remember exactly what she was. But I think this is, it's a really good way of keeping her relevance. Oh yeah. Well, they'll have her go away and come back as fucking... Britalina, like that fucking Emmalina thing <laughs> that they tried hell, to do and that? failed. Um, so yeah, fucking hell. Like, I'm glad, glad she's still around. Yeah. Um, another highlight, Taz. Um, so he comes out, another good promo from him. No bullshit. Says he, you know, what he did um, was a business decision. Um, he didn't want Cage's peck to be torn again, so he had it torn once. He said he's the FTW champ with an FTW mindset, and there was no fucking way he was going to tap out. So he had to do what he needed to do um, because he wasn't going to give up. Um, you know, as mentioned last week, I think he kind of sacrificed the battle in, in favour of winning the war mm. and it kind of comes through um, quite a bit, I think. Darby Allen comes down at it, um, and looks like he's going to get involved, obviously, try and get back a cage and then out of fucking nowhere, Ricky Starks comes and just absolutely fucking blindsides him. So on AW Dark, I believe um, Cage helped him out and he's now one of Taz's new recruits. Um, so... And yeah. um, for me, it looked like they were building towards um, Allen v. Starks rather than Allen yeah. and Cage straight away, which is... Uh, yeah, well, I think, um, obviously, the, the Cage and Moxie thing doesn't seem to be done yet, so I feel like it's a, it's a good way to get Derby involved in something without making mm-hmm. him wait any longer. Because, um, obviously, as the... I think they, they kind of beat up Derby and then they, looked, they were going to hit him with a skateboard and then Moxley comes out. But this is where he's still a bit... Like the promo was excellent, but then this was corny as fuck because he came out. I don't know whether he missed his cue or, or what, or something went wrong, but he basically had a barbed wire, barbed wire bat with him and he was like going to make the save, but they hadn't got out the ring yet. So he got in the ring and was like going to hit them, but then just like stopped and just stood there. Like, <laughs> it just it looked silly. Do you know what I mean? He just did this weird dance. 
Um, and, I, you know, if, if we're meant to believe he's fucking psycho and he's, you know, unstable or whatever the fuck he is, then you wouldn't do that. You would just swing for them, wouldn't you? <laughs> so. Like, uh, don't, don't worry about it. Let's just let him go. He won't know what to do when he gets there. <laughs> like a dog chasing a car. Yeah, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, th- that was a bit silly, to be honest. And it's a shame that it, it kind of it went that way after such a good promo. But I'm still confident that he'll, um, he'll turn it around. Yeah, I mean, um, you, you expect the, the odd little glitch like that, don't you? Where it like, clearly looks like a, a problem with timing. But, yeah. um, you know, they're, they're only minor, minor issues. They can all be polished out over time. Yeah, definitely. Um, the Falls Count Anywhere match um, between the Young Bucks and Butcher and the Blade. The match that got over a million views. Um yeah, it was really good. Um, I thought it was really creative, actually. So they started off in, like, the, the kitchen area, like, literally living up to his name. The butcher is, like, carving meat <laughs> in the back um, because, you know, that's what he does. Um, and then they kind of fight all around the kitchen using, like, the walls, using all the props, the tables, and stuff like that. Is, um, I just thought it was a really fun match. It was really enjoyable. Um, yeah. So, obviously, really it good was, to see. I dare say, and this might not be a popular opinion again, but... It kind of, in a way, was a bit like the, the Edge Orton thing mm. in terms of moving around, but more enjoyable because yeah, I found it it, it got hours. old very quick with Edge Orton. Like Edge Orton was was saved by the fact that 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 story and that animosity was there, but the the actual moving around backstage bit actually got a little bit lame pretty quick. Whereas this, it did feel more enjoyable. Like I, I can't even pinpoint exactly what that was, but it just didn't didn't tire quickly it was like it was used well yeah definitely um it, it was just i think i think it was because it wasn't on so long and because it kind of they, they changed it up a bit and there was a bit more variety like it was a bit of a shame that they ended up going back towards ringside and stuff it would have been nicer to see it carry on um mm. but no i thought it was a really good really good entertaining match um and then the main event was also really good um so obviously it was well, you, you love yourself a bit of luchasaurus don't you i fucking love it love that guy the most agile big man i've ever seen i think um yeah, like it was really good. I really liked the fact that it was like you had the dynamic of Hager and Luchasaurus as the two big guys, and Jericho and um, Jungle Boy, which you've seen before, um, mm. as kind of the kind of smaller guys. So it was just really good. Um, and then out of nowhere, we get Sir, Sir Pentaco um, from the audience. Um, and you're going to mark out, aren't you, Carl? You're going to mark out well, in a sec. You see, what was really good is we actually saw Sir Pentaco in the audience throughout the night, mm. and you could see it was Sir Pentaco. So, you know, he knew it was him. You, nothing looked off or shifty. Um, but then, obviously, Sir Pentacle gets in the ring and um, attacks fucking the Jurassic Express and then reveals it to be Sammy. So, what a swerve, because you have seen him there the whole time and you're just like, oh, right, what, what, why is Pentacle there? But then it actually was Sammy. Um, so, yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah. I, I, I mean, we love him, so I'm, yeah. I'm glad he's back. <laughs> no, it's good to see Sammy back. It, something was missing from the inner circle, and whilst we mm-hmm. totally understand why he took the the, the time out, uh, or you know, they were, he was given the suspension. Uh, it's it's great to see him back. It's great to see the the inner circle complete. Yeah, definitely. I think um, you know I've seen a lot of stuff online as well. People kind of go, "No, oh, he hasn't had enough time off, and you know he shouldn't be back at all." And blah, blah, blah. like you know, fuck, like for fuck's sake, like. There'll always be people who are unhappy. Like a lot of people like going, Oh, Sasha never forgave him. And it's like, look, she never really said one way or the other. She just said that they've had a talk and clearly she's not keeping hold of it. She's not asking for his blood, so just let it fucking go. Exactly. Like literally it's between Sasha and him. And if if she's like got no major beef about it or anything, she's not come out and like said he should never be allowed to wrestle again or any of this shit. So 
you know, look, mm-hmm. so he said something, he's apologised for it, he's yeah. trying to make better decisions, and she seems cool with it, she spoke to him, so... Yeah, fine. at the end of the day, he's now someone who is a wrestler who <clears throat> you probably don't like, That that's that's the worst that's happening right now, Sasha's fine with it, or you can choose to believe she's not, whatever, but at the end of the day, he's coming back, he is going to be a wrestler, so those who are unhappy with it, it's just a case of he's now someone you don't like, then, you know, let it go. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, obviously I was a huge fan, Sammy coming back. Yeah. Um, and then to make the save, um, Best Friends and Orange Cassidy come down and clear the ring afterwards as uh, we see the inner circle flip off everybody as we fade to black. So great way to end the show. Yeah. In terms of the O'Shites, Lance Archer, fucking yeah. that dude, man. That dude. He's just silly, isn't he? He's just so He's like the fucking jolly red giant. He's a fucking idiot, man. He just comes across as comical. I hate um, to say I called it on such a petty reason, but the nickname thing straight off the bat. Yeah. Just felt right. like a kid trying to make something that sounded really badass and uh, the whole thing. Yeah, I'm, he's not getting over with me, I'll be honest. Well, that's it. Just, I just, it's too silly. Like he's the, He beats people up on the way to the ring. Like it, He just went mental in this week's episode. Like The interview was there. He's like, you're going to want to see this. Went into the locker room and just battered a bunch of like enhancement talent. Like... Just I don't know, just 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 crap. Just put him in a good feud, a decent feud, and just have this it be is less just silly. Directionless nonsense at the minute. Yeah, like honestly, like we get it. He's meant to be this like murder hog monster who's like crazy and can attack anyone, but it's just <laughs> stupid. Put him in an actual match that matters. Crazy. Yeah. Um. Also, I wasn't a big fan of the um Evilise match. I'd heard a lot of stuff around Evilise. Um, apparently being like this like amazing worker and stuff. So I was like, oh, cool, Ivelisse, and we get to see her. Yeah, I was just, it was bland. It was really bland. And in the middle of it, they had Big Swole, cut a like, picture-in-picture promo about Brick Baker. But again, Swole came across as a heel in this, and she's not meant to be the heel. So, yeah. And to be honest, stuff like this as well, it's like, here's how much we don't care about this match. Well, I, yeah, it pisses me off when they do that. It's so bad. It's like on Raw as well. They did it with Shayna Baszler, just cut, cutting off the match. It's like, well, why? Just wait. Like, you've got <laughs> we enough time. We were watching that. I know. Um, <clears throat> and then Hangman. So Paige um, for this five guy from the Dark Order. Um, but like the dark, or the whole of the Dark Order came there and like we're watching on and stuff. Um, and then after the match, Brody comes out. You know, Paige beats him quite easily. This this five guy. Um, well, he's no five ten. guys better than for us. Um, <laughs> ah, nice. Yeah, so Brody comes out and it looks like he's trying to recruit Paige. It's like, okay, why? Um, and then the Dark Order start beating him down, but it's actually FTR who make the save. <clears throat> like Omega's okay. nowhere to be seen. Then he does finally come out a little bit towards the end, but then it's like, you know. FTR like oh we don't like you and then Hangman Page is a bit like oh why didn't you come and save me and so FTR give Hangman a beer and then them are drinking together and Kenny Omega's just looking on I don't really get it to be fair it just feels it's just mm. me of the have they had this little tag team on the rocks way too much yeah far too much starting out with the Bucks not being happy about it for some reason and and being a bit pissed off with Hangman now FTR are not happy with Omega and it's like what what the fuck do you want why are they and it looked looked like they were starting to build a little friendship like you could see them like drinking milk and beer together and stuff just like chilling at the bar and then all of a sudden FTR come in now they're in the way of them like I don't know yeah bit silly but yeah Look, I don't want to dwell on the few negatives. I thought this was a fantastic show, and I'm going to give it a four out of five. Um, okay. I thought it was really, really good. Um, that MGF was a fucking super highlight. Cody and, and Kingston was was awesome as well. Jericho, Jurassic Express, 
um, young bucks like like Taz promo. Like it was it was amazing, really really good. The only downsides were like marginal, like the Diamond Evil East match and Hangman and um, like the Dark Order and Lance Archer. Yeah. So four for me. Okay, uh, I'm gonna give it a three point five. I think. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I couldn't couldn't disagree at all, mate. As you know, I am quite stingy with me fours and fives, so it probably will be a three point five for me because it was a very good week, but nothing to push it further for me. Um, but like, genuinely, yeah, I think it was a really good week for Dynamite. No wonder they had the match of a million views, is it really? So that being said, Carl, are you ready for some SmackDown? Lay it on me. Right, so as far as the card goes, we had uh, Alexa Bliss versus Nikki Cross with uh, Nikki Cross taking the win. We had um, Matt Riddle versus Tony Nice uh, with Riddle taking the win. We had Drew Gulak, Shorty G, Lance, Lince, sorry, Dorado, and Grand Metalik in a fatal four-way with, surprisingly, Grand Metalik taking the win. Now, this was for the number one contendership for the IC title, just FYI. And then we round off the night, Carl, with Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus in a bar fight with Jeff taking the win. So let's talk about the highlights. So we have um, a bit of a promo, weirdly, um, that kind of led, well, the clear where they're going, but it was kind of just an oddly placed promo for me with um, Big E sort of getting Kofi's blessing to have a singles run. Um, I think they're trying to hint at maybe IC because it was this was done around the Fatal 4-Way. Um, but it could be that he's going main title run. I don't know. He was just kind of like getting his blessing in a weird way. Uh, Kofi's now injured. I don't know if that's kayfabe or legit um, from the tag team loss against Cesaro and Shinsuke. So it um, looks like we're going to see Big E having a bit of a solo go. So that's an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, the other highlight for me was um, as far as the... Jeff Sheamus bar fight, which I actually thought I was going to totally hate, and I wasn't overly thrilled with it. But um, this random twist of uh, Brother Nero, well, everyone's been saying Brother Nero. I'm not overly familiar with Brother Nero to know enough about that, but basically this weird little transformation of Jeff in the match um, to get the win, which um, intrigues me. I I like to see where they're going with Jeff on this one. So, yeah, I'm getting a lot of head shaking there, Carl. Oh, it was shit. It was shit. It was like it was like they'd watched um some AEW stuff and gone, Oh yeah, well Matt does crazy stuff like that and changes characters. Maybe we can but, do that with Jeff. Well to Maybe be honest, we as just far as I'm concerned. Hat on his face and then all of a sudden he can have makeup on. What? And then he's got makeup on and, and different contact lenses now. Okay. But what? Like it's fucking stupid. <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, everyone's been saying Brother Nero. Now I don't remember Brother Nero using that exact face paint in TNA. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but as far as I'm concerned, the Brother Nero element was always part of the Matt Hardy. Oh yeah, it's uh, never been the broken WWE. thing. Yeah, yeah. So for me, it's like, well, if you're gonna try and lean towards the broken gimmick, you should have done that when Matt was woken. Um, yeah. But yeah, I found that just a bit. For me, I mean, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued, but I don't know enough about Brother Nero, so maybe that's why you're giving the neg there with the. With oh the, yeah, it's, it's just it's, it's nothing. Fucking Brother Nero is just like another fucking. I'd have been more intrigued by the the whole Willow thing that he was doing. That was just fucking yeah, same. But yeah, yeah. Um, nevertheless, it helped. There's a reason this is a highlight, Carl, and it'll it'll. I'll explain it now because it was technically part of me. I was shouting. The the overall match annoyed me. The fact we're still having Sheamus versus Jeff annoys me. Um, what I liked about this was the fact that it wasn't just Jeff randomly beating Sheamus clean when he hasn't been able to three times before. Um, it's still a negative on the match because this is this is now three and one. So it's like, well, 
yeah, well done, you won. But he still beat you three times before. So Seamus can still walk away thinking, well, I still kicked your ass. Um, <laughs> but the fact that they, they did something, like, it, like always got a different persona, so that's why he was able to, to re- dig down deep and get the win. At least he tried to explain it in some way. So it, it gets mm. a highlight for me because of that as well. Um because I'm I'm sick of the feud. I really hope this is the end of it now. I really do. I I, I fucking hated the whole thing. Even Jeff. I am the bar man. Seamus <laughs> is like, no, I'm 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 the bar. I was the bar with fucking Cesaro. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's fair. Fucking... That's fair. Um. <laughs> so uh, sort of segued into it anyway, but we're moving to the old shites, Carl. Um. <laughs> so first one is having Matt Riddle versus Tony Nice. So we're having. The recently moved from NXT talent Matt Riddle versus an NXT talent on SmackDown. So it's like, why are we having an NXT match on SmackDown? Like, you've moved them over to fight a whole new group of people and you put them against someone who's in NXT? Yeah. I don't think there was ever, like, any chance that Riddle wasn't going to win this. So it's one of these matches that you see and you just go, oh, that's, I can just skip this then because obviously, you know, he's going to win. Yeah. And hopefully at the end, there'll be some Corbin. Uh, interaction and lo and behold <laughs> lo and behold paint by numbers Carl there was some Corbin interaction um, I wasn't a big fan of this promo I'm never normally a big fan of Corbin I am for this feud I don't mind it the feud it's you know I'm totally fine with it but um, it was more that some of the stuff he's saying it's like at this stage doesn't make sense so he was like trying to suggest that Riddle's not at, at this level he's not at the Smackdown level and it's like that would have worked better had he not have already had like matches and wins against the likes of AJ Styles so I was like, well, what are you trying to say, Corbin? Like, he's beaten some really top talent on SmackDown. So that this would have worked three weeks ago. Um, and then he was suggesting, like, oh, you should go be on 205 Live. And it's like, well, he's 216 pounds, so he shouldn't be on 205. I don't know if you yeah. know how this works, Corbin, but that's a crucial you know, you know makes me it? laugh is, is they, probably, like, they probably would have originally written this as, like, you should go back down to NXT. And they're like, oh, no, that's off their brand now. Yeah, we oh, can't say so that. Two or five live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, fucking shit. But um, yeah, so it's just the, the the sort of thing. It's like we get it. You're having a feud, and I'm I'm all for the feud. I think it's a it's a good thing for both of them. Um, but yeah, this this was not a good promo for me. Didn't enjoy it. Um, I'm intrigued at your thoughts on this one, Carl. The whole interaction with um, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. So for those who haven't seen SmackDown and are just getting the information from us, you're not much credit to you. Thanks for that. Um, we had Bailey set this ultimatum where um, Nikki Cross would get a rematch if she could beat Alexa Bliss in a match. I don't know, for starters, I don't know what Bailey was expecting with that. Because, like, there was a very real possibility that Bliss could have went, Yeah, come on, I'll, I'll go and lie down and you can get your rematch because fuck this bitch. Right. So, like, Bliss isn't on your side, Bailey. Why are you doing that? Um, and secondly, the random, just like, aggression from Nikki of like, like yeah, and, and shoving bliss and stuff like that, and say, like, I don't know, it just kind of felt a bit hokey and weird the way they booked this. Like I don't, the match itself was actually not too bad. I don't mind them having a match against each other, but we're sort of almost hinting at a falling out between these two when everybody wants Bailey versus Banks. So I, I, the whole the whole way it was put together just kind of threw me a little bit. Oh yeah, let I mean let's not forget the fact the whole way it was put together was Bailey book the match because as we know anyone can book yeah. any match and luckily they hadn't filled any fucking amount of minutes with you know planned matches yeah. so that you can just do that which is you know awesome. lucky yeah. that isn't it yeah it's it's very fortunate that um they often have a lot of dead air a lot of dead air yeah but no I thought I thought the whole fucking Nikki thing was like we have to do it and we have to do it fuck up and like pushed her and everything was a bit like whoa woman like she's still your best friend isn't she why why are you so fucking 
and I'm not even sure where they're going because she's since sort of backpedaled on on social media, going, "Oh, well, she understood, and we'll always be friends." It's like if she understood, maybe have a conversation with her, then both come out for the match, and she just gives you the win, or you you have a legitimate match. I don't know, but it didn't have to be done that way. That does make you look like a bit of a tit. Mm. Strange, but yeah, wasn't wasn't overly big on that booking, um, and then everything Naomi. Like, no offense to her, but they had um what do they call it? Ms. TV. Uh they interviewed Naomi this week. Um and to be honest, I'm getting a little bit sick of Ms. and Morrison. I know people really enjoy their antics, but it's very much the same I every did, time. But it's uh, every get people week. out. Yeah. Let's be a dick to them. Let's get someone out they don't expect. Very same every time. Have you noticed right, as well, but, like like for whatever reason, Morrison is always going after Seth Rollins. What's I that haven't about? noticed that, no? Yeah, I think he's trying to time he's done it now. Yeah. I think he wants a match. Well he um Something. Maybe, yeah, maybe. He did, he did stuff around, like, um, when Becky got pregnant and stuff like that and, like, um, taking the piss out of him for that. And then it was, like, the this week it was the fucking Rollins sickometer or whatever it was, and it was, like, four, four six stars. And then he was like, oh, it's almost like he hasn't been, um, you know, basically, again, going after the fact he's going to be a dad or something. It was, I know, it was weird. I, I hadn't picked up on the consistency of that. Like, because um, I, I remember him doing the sickometer thing, but, like, yeah, I didn't realise he'd been doing it like every time, pretty much every time the other Miz TV. I assume that. Yeah, I mean, probably not every time, but it's been like three or four times, definitely that I can yeah. recall. So yeah, well, it's getting it's... noticed enough, isn't it, that you're noticing a pattern, like. Mm. But um, but yeah, the whole Naomi thing, like even some of the stuff, it was like they were saying about the 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 crowd getting behind her, and she was like, well, yeah, because they know I deserve it and stuff like that. And I'm like, no offense to Naomi, she's been there a long time, and she, you know, on on a lot of ways, she does deserve it. But at this point, when no one's seen you in months, even I'm a bit like, why are the crowd getting behind you? Mm. Like, why, why is your hashtag trending? The last time we saw you, you were doing karaoke. What the fuck? And you felt like a heel then because um, Jey Uso was all about you, even though there were four other people in the fucking ring. Just felt yeah. like favoritism. I don't know what they're going for with it. And um, I'm going to moan about it again, like I did last week, um, without any sort of story, provocation, or reason. Uh, Lacey Evans is a heel. Mm. Okay. Still, still bugs me. Like, I'm, just because she doesn't like her, I guess she's gone full heel again now. Yeah, uh, I but yeah, I don't know. Oh no, Miss TV. Yeah, source. I think in terms of the hashtag thing you mentioned, I don't know. Was it Sasha who started it off? I think everybody, every fucking word Sasha types these days, people are just all over it. But I think it was Sasha potentially who came out first, saying that she deserves better, like hashtag Team Bag Bad, and then hashtag like Naomi deserves better or something. I think that was what the, the Naomi deserves better hashtag. I think was what she was referring to. But yeah. um, it, it just kind of like I'm like from a kayfabe story point of view, no one's seen you in ages, so like it's hard to get behind someone when you're not on TV. And I know you know in reality that's not necessarily Naomi's fault, but kayfabe story wise. She's acting entitled when she's not been around. So from a booking yeah. point of view, it doesn't work for me. But hey ho. Um so that was that was Ms. TV. That was that was my last oh shite. Um because I've already moaned about the bar fight. Unless there's anything more you want to say on the bar fight, Carl. Um I don't want to just... think about the bar fights. It was fucking atrocious. Yeah. Like, see, this is the thing they done an onset, obviously cinematic to do the whole face changing thing. Um and they didn't manage to pull in a million viewers, Carl. Well, they no. probably did. I, I totally thought, I don't know. Didn't even check their viewership. But, um, well, yeah, then again, it, it is SmackDown in it, so maybe. Yeah. But, yeah, but it, was, it wasn't executed anywhere near as well as some of the cinematics we've seen from WWE, even, to be honest. But mm. um, they just need to be done with it now. Let Jeff do something else. It can't be an entirely shameless run that Jeff has in WWE. Let no, him go gonna... over to Raw. Let him go against uh, Orton. He's a legend. He's got face paint on now, so, you know, it's, it's a whole different world now. Yeah. Looks like the old Jeff is obsolete. 
very slight yeah. TNA reference there for you. Right. So as far as my rating goes, Carl, um, I've I've actually got more upset with it as I've been talking about it. So I was going to say two and a half. I'm now going to say two because th- oh. actually there was not a lot likable in there. You can't do this to me. I had one and a half, and now it just makes it seem like so. You know what? I'm giving it a fucking one. <laughs> because I'm not just going to go down half a point. To be fair, it probably is a one because the only things I actually enjoyed about this whole fucking thing was the number one contender match. Um, yeah, that but was like it, about it. Again, when you look at like look at that, look at the title scene. They've done the Naomi Lacey thing doesn't progress anything towards the women's division. We didn't get anything from Braun and Bray. We didn't get anything from Otis in terms of the cashing in or potential for cashing in. So it's the okay because the advertise got... next week. The love story continues between him and Mandy. Yay. And there was about a three or four minute fucking look back at them for no True. reason. But like we haven't, like, I think you made the point earlier, but we haven't seen them on the show in yeah. what, three weeks now? Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, yeah. So really, as far as progression goes, the only title, the only story, the only thing that's been progressed, um, arguably you could say riddle in terms of story, but um, was the fatal four way for, um, for the IC title? And yeah. um, before we do close off, Carl, incidentally, what do you make of the, the Grand Metalique shout? That was a bit random. So um, I mentioned before on the news segment, I think he's a Daniel Bryan guy. So I believe he called out both Big E and the uh, Grand Metalique as um, two guys who are underrated. Right. And I was so, like, oh, coincidentally, now Big yeah, E's yeah. thinking, what are the odds? Grand Metalique's got an Intercontinental title match. So, so yeah, um, so it smacks of his influence then, doesn't it? Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that he's at the, obviously the creative influence that he's being given is probably being like is taking a gamble on these two. So, I mean, I am excited to see what Big E can do on his own because he's never really done it, has he? Like he was always a, a sidekick to Dolph Ziggler or he was part of the New Day and even then he was just like the tag team guy. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's long overdue. I'm, I'm all for a Big E run. So, you know, I'm quite excited about that. But the Grand Meta League thing, that was just a bit of a shock, I think. Um, yeah. I definitely a welcome shock, though, before. to be honest. I'm intrigued now. Like, let's get something a bit different going. Yeah, definitely. It's one of those. I don't think it's going to go anywhere, but if it, you know, gives him the spotlight, similar to like fucking in AEW where um, Private Party, Mark Quinn got um, a shot at Cody the other week and he, you know, was given the opportunity to have a singles match and really, really shone. So hopefully we'll get a fantastic match out of it with AJ and Metalik. Um But I don't think it's mm. necessarily going to be a massive game changer because obviously he's still in the tag scene at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. But... Um... Yeah, remains to be seen. Be an interesting one. Um, and that is this week in wrestling. We did it, Carl. Another week done. Did it. A reasonable yeah. hour for once. Um, not that it matters for anyone listening, but normally we record this <laughs> quite late, so this is actually quite impressive. Um, this, and as, as people who watch on YouTube, and probably can even hear, you can usually tell how tired I am. And even though we're early, you can still see I'm like this. So I don't know what it is. Maybe I mean, it's just, to, to be fair though, Carl, I'm saying early, it's still quarter past midnight for those who well, are interested. True. It's still late. It's just normally we, we start recording <laughs> this at 10 and carry on for quite a while. So um, I think we've done well this week. Yeah, um, so that is everything, guys. Um, before we... Uh, sorry for all the M's, by the way. I'm going to have to put an M counter on here at some point. But uh, before we leave you, do you guys like T-shirts? Do you like Florida? Mm. Mm. Well, as we've mentioned before, if you haven't already done it, visit florida.co.uk. Not only can you buy some fantastic merch designed by some fantastic people, you can get all the information and uh, trip planning things that you need for any trip to Florida. Um, But seriously, check it out. There's some really good shirts on there, stuff I'm going to pick up. I know Carl's... um, Have you already picked some up, Carl, or are you going to pick some up? I know you've mentioned a couple to me. Um, But yeah, honestly, fantastic website to visit. It's really useful. 
um, for any any sort of holiday planning. But um, I, I really enjoy the merch store side of things, which Steve recently launched, and definitely worth a look. Yeah, definitely. And until next week, guys, we'll see you again.